welcome everyone to the fifth episode of Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul. We are here again after a short pause. My name is Andre Klein and with me is again Etty Chani. Welcome Etty. Welcome Andre and good afternoon. So for those who haven't listened to previous episodes, um, maybe we should quickly summarize what we are trying to to do in this podcast. Um, basically, we're trying to look at the stories that are commonly found in the Bible, but we are not interested in them from a religious perspective primarily or uh, some kind of theological interpretation. We are trying something else. We're trying to unwrap the meaning behind these stories by following in the footsteps of the tradition as we see it in, in Judaism and in other religions as well, where a lot of recordings and discussions have been made over the past hundreds and thousands of years um, that point to something else than just a mere literal interpretation or a pure academic symbolism or something like this. I'm sure you could explain this way better than I do. Anyway, you wanted to uh, start with a story that is rather um, at the beginning of the Bible. Am I correct? Yes, it's about the story about Abraham, the founder of founding father of the Hebrew nation and uh, um, his uh, commandment with God, his commitment to God. Okay, so since most, well, I wouldn't let's say most, but many, many uh, contemporaries, uh, uh, people like us, uh, may not be aware of these stories, Maybe some will remember a bit from Sunday school or from Torah school. Um, maybe we could summarize a bit this story. It's, it's about a person that was um, born outside of the land of Israel. And when he's uh, 75 years old, he hears his heart or the inner talk, talking to, to him and tell him, of you go from Lech Lecha, from your uh, country and from your homeland and from the home of your father to the country that I will show you. And he listens to this uh, guidance inside of him. And, and the guidance just say, leave the current situation where you are. And the guidance does not tell him where to go in a name. Or location just to the place or to the country that I shall show you and this is very interesting because when people get a mission they usually they, they name the mission in time and place okay if you tell me come on let's leave this place and go to another place so a person would ask okay wh where do we go to I would like to know the name right. of the place 
and I would like to know if the people are nice and there is a job there or a green surrounding. We would like to know, uh, to know um, and to collect as much <laughs> information as possible about the destination. This is what people do. They would like to, f in our time, they would Google it. Yes. To get so where as, do you want me to go? Yeah. Yes, they would. They would collect the, the the information and try to get as many pictures as possible of the place to um, that they will have the most information that they can get. That according to it, they will decide for it or against it. But here we meet a different story. The inner guidance tells tells a person to live. Uh, the cycles that he is existing in and to move to another place that they, he will be shown, but nobody tell him where he would go and he agrees. Okay. He agrees not to know, he agrees to go without knowing where he goes. I, I think we, we should back up maybe a little bit and um, it's, it's very interesting how you interpret it, but maybe so our listeners can uh, appreciate this kind of interpretation more maybe we should clarify who this abraham is not in a historical way this has been done many times and um, but but rather from from an inner way perhaps what what could you tell us about this this figure abraham what does he signify or if we look at his name what, what is the meaning um, before, before his name is changed by God, uh, his name is Avram, High Father, High Father, and he is the son of Terach. Terach, meaning the inner uh, aspect of this, is to bother. When we bother a lot, okay. So, the person in me, who is Avram, is the son, is what comes from a father, a reason, which means to bother a lot. And the father of Avram, uh, he was a priest of foreign work. He used to build, he used to have the whole city um, fulfilled with uh, sculptures uh, of foreign worship. So you mean idol worship, basically, I, right? Idol worship, I think in yes. Hebrew the the term uh, would translate literally to to foreign work. Yes, Vadazara. Right? Yes. So, <laughs> but but what's what's the the bother aspect? Why is he bothered? Is he bothering someone? It's a very strange name. Mm -hmm. Yes, a person who, who makes a lot of effort uh, to fulfill his own needs in us, called terach, bother. Because a person, by the law of nature, can bother a lot only if he has a benefit, only if the benefit is guaranteed to him at the end of the process, meaning guarantee to him. Guarantee to him. Yes. I will to work. I have the 
I have consent to work uh, 10 hours every day, five days a week, if I get such and such salary as um, compensation. Uh, as a compensation, as a salary. I, I, I will to, to drive trains for many hours because at the end of this month, after four weeks, after it depends where we live to get the salary, we get such and such fee. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm wondering because um, the, the word bother, is there maybe another um, translation that you, you could give for, for terach? Because bother, when I think of bother, is just, I think of a person who is annoyed somehow. But it seems to mean something else here. People, uh, it's to make a lot of effort. Mm. Sometimes a lot of effort that doesn't bring any fruit. Just because we think... Why does a person even move an arm, even one inch? Because he think if he'll move it, he, he will get something from it. Otherwise, otherwise a person would not lift, lift a finger. Okay. Why, do, why do I go to the kitchen? Why do I move from the chair, stand and walk to the kitchen? Because there, there's a coffee there. So I would not bother to walk to the kitchen Unless I, I know there's a coffee, I can make a coffee and drink it at the end of the process of bothering, so to speak. And now I think it's very clear, yes, what, what you were saying, yes. So we have this, this guy, this Terach. Yes, this is the father of Abraham. And he lives, let's say, in a foreign land. Yes. And he does foreign work. Yes. So if we, if we stay with the, the literal translation. Yes. Uh, I would be interested, what does that mean, um, idol worship? It's, it's very easy uh, to look at this from some kind of fundamentalist uh, perspective and say, ah, this is idol worship, worship, our religion is better than yours and something like this. But um, probably this is, this is not the, the inner interpretation here. What could you tell us about the meaning of uh, idol worship or avodah zara or zera? Zara. 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 Uh, it is to work for something which is tangible, either in a mater materialistic way or in terms of understanding. I'm willing to work because I will understand this. So both, I mean, also understanding considered to be something which is materialistic. I, I think we mentioned this before in earlier um, episodes when we were talking about the um, the tree of knowledge, if I remember correctly. I think so too. So there, there is a sense uh, that, that knowledge can be something very concrete, yes. something that can even blind the person. To a certain degree, where where he thinks he knows everything and uh, nothing new can can enter there. There are no surprises to an academic, so to speak. Yeah? Yes. He has already his opinion on everything, and uh, so that's a that's a very nice explanation, I think, that you that you gave. So he's kind of uh, uh, he's a real big 
guy in this foreign work, this Terra. Yes, he owns the city and everybody is worshipping him and his sculptures. He's, we can say, or his understanding, so his material, materialistic worlds that he owns. This is in uh, when we speak about the general, but if we, we speak about the Bible which is in me, so we can see in us uh, a Terach person type that he uh, agrees to work only for a profit, tangible something, or understanding. This is Terach in us. He, he, he has the ability to give a lot of effort for something that he can feel either in his heart or in his mind or that his hand can grasp. So in a sense, our whole modern Western work ethic is, is based on, on a kind of terror aspect. Yes. In that sense, that uh, we're willing to work seven days a week, 10 hours a day, or even more overtime, if just we get that uh, new house or a better car or whatever we can think of. A better job, better position, better vacation, whatever you, we name it. Because something that has a name is already materialistic. It's... <laughs> it's... We have to, to, to think in, in those, uh, let's say, ways to proceed. Yes, like um, perhaps we could say something which has a name, something which we know is already revealed. It's, it's easy to, to trust something or to work for something that is, that is clear and which is tangible. Yes. So, but his son does not seem to play this game at all. No, he doesn't. At least to a certain degree. Yeah? No, no. This old Midrashim, the old uh, uh, legends that are told around the Bible, that this child, when he was three years old, he, he understood that when people around him uh, bow in front of the sun, the sun is not a god, and he is also... And he saw people bowing in front of the moon. And when he was a child, he says, God is not the moon either. So they locked him up for many years in a hole in the ground that he will not spread his, his ideas all over the, the place. This is a little legend, but if we look into it, it says a lot, meaning what is the sun? The sun is like a recognition of the mind. When we understand something, we have this illumination inside. Like uh, perhaps to, to add something to this, the, the Hebrew word for, for sun, uh, which is shemesh, is very close to the Hebrew word of using, right? Nechon. Shimush. Nechon. Nechon. So it's a kind of an activity of the, of the mind, kind of activity of knowing, perhaps. Yes, yes. And also the moon... Hayarech is something, the, the, the moon is something that um, symbolizes what we feel in the heart. So this legend in a way says, God is not what I perceive in my mind. This is why I cannot bow to the sun. And God 
is not is what I perceive in my heart. This is why I cannot bow the moon either. So, so as, a, as a child, he has this notion. Mm -hmm. So perhaps in a more modern language, we could say um, the, the truth is not in the intellect and it's not in the emotions. It's true. It's far beyond both. Okay. And one day, as the, the Bible tells in this story, he, he has a conversation with God. Yes. Which we as modern people are, of course, highly skeptical. Mm -hmm. What? Someone is hearing voices. We're questioning his uh, mental balance. How can that be? Um, because, of course, we look at it in a, in a literal way. Yes. Uh, I would be curious if you could tell us in terms of the actual Hebrew wording of that uh, phrase in, in the Bible, um, how is that, how does it actually, how does that describe the conversation? Does he hear voices or, um, I know in other parts there is a, there's a kind of cloud which appears or a, or a wind. Uh, we can actually read this, off you go. I can read the word that the, the Bible uses. One mm -hmm. second. Shall I read in Hebrew or? Yes, maybe maybe just read it in in Hebrew and then explain it a, a bit. Vayomer Hashem el Avram, lech lecha me'artzcha, u'mi moladetcha, u'mi bet avicha, el ha'aretz asher areka. And the Lord told Abraham, "Off you go from your country, from your hometown, from your homeland, and from the home of your father to the country that I shall show you." This is the literal. So, so which word did he actually use? He he told him. Vayomer um... Amira. Mm -hmm. The if you want to to. Uh, To question this verb amar, to tell in Hebrew, there's interesting Zohar um, translation about this verb, if you're interested. Yes. I think that's, that's highly interesting because all these uh, incidents where God speaks to people in the Bible, uh, it's, it's not understood. It's not very clear at all, I think, uh, for people. Uh, because we, we look at it either literally and then then it, it tends to be a bit fundamentalistic or, or it's just absurd also for some people. Yes. So what is a way in which we can actually approach this in a, in a meaningful way? I ask myself that it's not just some voices coming out of the sky or something uh, like this. The, Zohar, the book of Zohar says that the verb Amar is uh, composed of three letters, Hebrew letters. Aleph, which is the first letter, Mem, and Resh. And the Zohar says those three letters, they are come as symbols for others, other words. Mm -hmm. Aleph comes for Orensov, the infinite light. What is that? Um... Infinite. I might ask, what, what is infinite light? That's, uh, infinite. that's not referring to the sun, is it? No, no. Infinite light is where, as the, 
let's say this situation before the world was created before the first word of the Bible was written because the first word of the Bible is Bereshit in the beginning and before the beginning so some kind of a a primordial beginning of everything yes the cause of causes so to speak yes yes we can say so yes okay so Aleph stands for Oren Sovbaruchu meaning the infinite infinite light blessed he and Mem stands for the the letter Mem stands for water mine mm-hmm and the letter Reish stands for Rakia, which is heaven. So Amar, right, meaning is representing of three modules. Let's yeah, say. we could say that. It's uh, yeah. Or and Sov Baruchu, the infinite light, blessed he, and then water and then heavens and then you can say or ask what is the connections between the three yes right so we have this infinite light and in the beginning there is like say it seems so diminishing of this infinite light that a space was created which is empty for from a light and the light gets, in a way, thicker, and it becomes water. And in the creation, we know in the second day, there's heaven, which is, comes between the upper water and the down water. So every telling, kol amira, when God says, mm-hmm. there is, is a... Tzimtzum aspect, how do you say in English, Tzimtzum? A diminishing, a restriction. A restriction or diminishing aspect. So when God or the Torah says, Vayomer, Vayomer Hashem, and God said, meaning in a way he is diminishing its light to come and to talk to somebody. Okay. There's a there's a lot in this I feel. Which, in, yes, 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 of course. And we could probably just just uh, talk just about these aspects for hours. Um, but if I understand this correctly, uh, this is something which is not coming from the outside to say this in a simplified way. It's true. Meaning, it's not that that a loudspeaker is is coming from heaven or trumpets like we sometimes see in cartoons, no. but it's more it's it's perhaps not even something which appears in words, or um, which reaches the ears, but something which comes from the inside of a person. Yes. And uh, to connect this to what you've said before, it's something which doesn't come from a person's intellect, or it doesn't come from the emotions it's true but there is some other earlier beginning yes a kind of beginning before the beginning from which there there is a kind of movement 
It's true. And uh, sometimes, or perhaps it's not correct really to, to use a temporal uh, description for this, but there is a kind of restriction which leads to us being able to uh, experience it. Yes. Like like Abraham in in this in this case, there is a kind of an, uh, a revelation, let's say, of yes. something which is which is usually hidden because it cannot appear in our senses or in our in our thoughts. But still, it's behind everything. Yes. And in, at this point in the story, Abraham has this kind of a revelation or this. He he takes a peek behind the curtain, perhaps, in a in a more metaphorical way. It's interesting what you say, and uh, yes, he he follows this. He follows this. He leaves uh, with his wife and his fellows. He has like a group of people around him, and they support what he in a way believes and they leave this place and, and they come together to the land that uh, the God will show him. They come together, all of them. So the the instruction was, was not very specific, was it? It was to leave like three cycles, existing cycles. And to come to a place that he will be shown, but mm-hmm. he was not told exactly. Where. So exactly, I <laughs> like will you... tell you where to go. <laughs> Just leave those three cycles, yeah, and I I will tell you. And what, he... what do you mean by three cycles exactly? Sorry that I have to interrupt. Yeah, it's okay. It's because there are like uh, steps. They say off you go, lech lecha me'artzecha from your country. And from your homeland, and from the home of your father. Mm-hmm. So he has there. There's like stufe steps, steps, steps uh, in this instruction or in this saying from your country. It comes. It comes from the general because your country is something very big. And then it's your homeland. So just your country because you are born there. So it's your homeland. And then from the home of your father, which is more private, we go from the general. This is what I meant, three cycles. Yes, yes, it's, it's from, very from, clear. From the yes. private to the country that I shall show you. It's very interesting that the uh, instruction is very clear based on the going out, meaning in regards to uh, where from he has to leave. But it's not specified where to exactly he has to go. And this is true. This is true. So what does that actually mean in a, in a more inner or psychological way that to, to leave these places? To leave the places which which are known to us, because we we know, we know our surrounding, our cycles. But when we we listen to this guidance, we we don't know. 
where we're going to. We're just going to that. We know that we we are be, being led, but we don't know where to. But still, we follow because there is no certainty, and not in the mind, not in the heart. But we feel the the guidance is so strong that the person wills to to live the known cycles and go forward. Okay. So, uh, again, this is not referring to geographical places, necessarily. Yes. Although in the logic of the story, he is in a certain place and he has to go to another certain place. And uh, But... What you are saying is that it's more about leaving that which is certain and which uh, feels familiar. It's true. So there, if a person may want to get in touch with some kind of a truth aspect, this might not happen in a sense of familiarity no, or not, comfort. No, not at all. Isn't there also this uh, quote somewhere from the Bible? I'm not sure if it's from the Old or from the New Testament that a person cannot teach in his homeland. In Navib Iro, there is no prophet uh, in his hometown. If this is what you mean. Yes, yes. Yes, there is no prophet in his hometown. He has to immigrate. Mm -hmm. Or to emigrate. Emigrate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so because if we if we can unpack this a bit or unzip this, um there there cannot be any any breakthrough where there is too much certainty. It's true. Because everything is understandable, it's like a machine wise. Right. Clockwise, it you know what you do in in, in almost every day in the same time you know what you're up to, and from these cycles, this machine cycles, nothing nothing new can come. It's like Terach, right? It's like, like Terach, yes. like Abraham's father, who, yes, who is willing to to really uh, sweat and and work and struggle, but it's all in a frame of um, predictability. It's true. There are no surprises in this, really. Everything is, is certain. You know exactly the amount of effort that you put in, and you know exactly the results that you get. Yes. Kind of like a machine, like you said. Yes. Right? You know that, you, you let's say, you operate a washing machine, you know it's, it's the program of one hour, two hours, uh, blue or white, and uh, 60 Celsius, or, so you know. So, and what we're dealing with here is that, that a person suddenly feel some kind of a guidance, like you said, to to leave this certainty, to leave these, this familiarity, the familiarity of this certainty behind, and to go forward into something new. And unknown. And completely unknown. uncertain. Complete, uh, completely. Imagine now that... Uh, now we tell somebody uh, leave your co country and your homeland, and and he he will Google. He will Google if he has a hunch. He will Google it. He, he, we 
not he, us, the, the, the part in us that wants to know, look how many people use Google every day. We want Why? to know what we're dealing with. Eh? Yes, yes. Either it's a headache pill and, uh, you know, or ice cream, uh, where's the post office, the next post office, or whatever. And it's also not something bad in a in a worldly day to day uh, basis, right? We we no. want to we want to know where the next post office we, is. When we don't a just... person wants to be sufficient, efficient, efficient. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. So he 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 needs to plan. He needs to step on a concrete concrete ground. Right. And he he would like to find more as much as more details. Not not the, it's not that the surprise will meet him. So from a from a worldly aspect, this this Terach um, attitude is actually very, let's say, healthy or um, efficient. It leads to real results. Yes, he has four feet on the ground. Yes, or ten feet perhaps. Yes. <laughs> But um, there there is this feeling also to to expand this a bit and maybe to connect to to our experience that. Uh, Our life may be very um, comfortable or certain. We have everything that we need. We have a good job. We have a good house. If we're lucky, most people in the in the Western world, at least, have some kind of a basic life quality, where the basic needs are covered. Everything is is okay, more or less. And you worry maybe about when is the next holiday or something like this. Everything is okay, so to speak. You're not hungering and uh, you're not, in most cases, in many cases, at least not suffering from a lethal disease. And still, there is perhaps a sense of some kind of an uncertainty, which people may admit to themselves or to their friends, or they may not admit. But there is something which cannot be covered by a mere worldly approach. It's true. So, and in that case, I think this, many people ask themselves also these kind of questions. Um, what is the meaning of all of this? What for another car, a better car, buying another house and a bigger house? Um, where does it all lead to or what for? And then come, come of course, uh, all kinds of questions to a person that he will start looking around and uh, what, is, what is the answer to all of this? This uncertainty coming, coming to, the, to the foreground. If we, if we look at this Abraham story now, there is really no... No answer that can be given. It's it's kind of frustrating to a person who wants some some tangible thing that he can hang his hopes on. There is one really has to uh, jump into the cold water, so to speak. It seems. Yes, because if a person believes, gives a credit, let's say, to a higher, that not that life is not just what we can see in the eyes and, and, and feel in our hands, in the mind or in the heart. If a person gives a credit 
to this source of sources when, where life was dreaming for, a person can do it. A little credit, one percent, let's say, don't need to full one hundred, but one percent of credit to a higher source than his existence. So one does not need to know the destination. It's enough to trust the uh, the way, so to speak, yes. the process. Yes. So and uh, it seems that. This might be the basis of a completely different approach to life. Yes. From this, giving this this tiny bit of of credit, like you say, to this to this impulse, which comes from a from a kind of hidden place. Yes. A, by by trusting this or following this, life might get a completely different flavor. It's true. So instead of us calling the shots and planning everything and calculating everything based on certainties, there um, might be a different kind of flow. And, and perhaps also life uh, might become more surprising in the sense. It's true. If we, we don't cover all the holes that... We feel that are no, unknown to us. If if we leave those, so to speak, holes to be open, there is in a way place that the belief can come inside and surprise us. Because if we cover all of all of those holes, there's no no guest can come because we're covering everything. We're covering all the openings, so to speak. But if we leave those places open, the doubts in us open, that there is a place, so to speak, that surprise or belief or this infinite light can surprise us. So then it's not suddenly life according to our understanding, but perhaps life more according to... Life's understanding. Yes, this is which, the tree of life. Yes, yes basically. We, we don't really know this. We, we can't know this. It's not the tree of knowledge. Not true. This is very true. We, we live in a way on the tree of knowledge because sometimes it's tree of knowledge is good and bad. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it, it is bad. But if we cover, I mean, if we, we leave uh, the, the need in us to cover every doubt, with the notion, immediately we are just gluing ourselves, ourselves to this tree of life, to this belief, to this infinite light, because I trust. Mm -hmm. It's not dependent on me if I steer more or drive faster or uh, buy another device. And it's not everything on me. I do my part. I make an effort, but it's not 100% on me. They say in, in the Talmud, Lo alecha hamlacha It's not for you to complete the craft or the mission. We put our effort, but the results, in a way, is not dependent on us. Yeah, it's like 
it's very interesting. So every person has is exposed to this uncertainty in some kind of way. Whether whether we admit it or not is a different question. But every person is exposed to this to some degree. The question is, how do we relate to this uncertainty? Do we look for reasons, saying, "Ah, there is a kind of uncertainty in my life. Like I need to go to some some self help work, workshop to have more self confidence." Or it's I don't feel certain because uh, I don't have enough money or something like this. Meaning this would be all um, terach approaches to uncertainty yes. or a tree of knowledge approaches. They were looking for a logical explanation. Yes. Like the machine is broken, so we try to find the cause so that we can fix it. Yes. But what happens to Abraham is precisely the opposite. It's there true. is there is some kind of an uncertainty and perhaps what what we need to do is not to find a solution to this uncertainty or try to cover it or to find a cause of this but instead to trust this uncertainty yes because this uncertainty is a place where the next um appearance of tree of life will appear eventually it's like that that you you leave um, a, a cup on a marble for for a guest to come another cup it's like that we sit together like friends there are, let's say five four friends in the room and we we make uh, all the, all the people in the room something to drink and we we leave on the marble or on the table, like four or five more cups or glasses for more people to come. Maybe more people will come, not just the attending at the moment. I think that's very beautiful because it shifts a perspective away from a kind of religious um, importance on deeds in terms of... Uh, doing a certain prayer, following a certain ritual. No, it has it has nothing to do with that. It's more about a certain attitude. How do we how do we relate to to life, especially what's going inside of us, going on inside of us? How do we relate to this? What's our attitude to to this process in each moment? This is true. So, and it's it's really irrelevant whether a person is sitting in a synagogue or in a mosque or in some Buddhist temple or just in nature or sitting in his car in the supermarket. It's true. The the deed does not uh, determine the attitude. It's in true. A person, in a way, a person is free how he how he relates to his experience. The experience you cannot change most of the time, at least. <laughs> yes. So. I think that's that's all very beautiful, and as always in these podcasts, I have the feeling that we're just touching the tip of the iceberg in the in the time that we have available. But also, I hope that these conversations may lead to more conversations like this, and that this episode perhaps is like a teacup that we leave on the table yes. for more guests to come. Yes. <laughs> so we, we certainly invite our listeners also to participate in, in this series and to leave questions um, or just to share your thoughts with us. What do you think about this format? 
that we're trying here. So you can go to hebrew.learnoutlive.com and there you can find all episodes and also blog posts about um, other topics. And you can just leave us comments there and you can also find us on Twitter or on Facebook. So we're always happy to hear from you and tell us, tell us what you think. Maybe you have any questions. And yeah, I guess uh, have a nice day or week. And until next time. Yes. Yeah.